Welcome to the She Who Wins podcast. I'm your host, Renee Bauer. I'm an attorney, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and investor. This is the place where we dive into all of the things that matter to you, and most importantly, uncover what's holding you back from realizing your dreams. Because she who moves forward fiercely is she who wins. Okay, it's truth-telling time. I've been having a moment since maybe the end of 2022 where I was trying to figure out why all of the hustle, like why I'm doing all of the things, what it's for, where my passion lies, and what does the future look like? Because for the past couple of years, it's been nonstop hustle and go to do tasks, creation, meeting all of the goals. But I got to a point where I was tired and I wondered what's next. And I wondered whether I even wanted to be doing this. I mean, I'm just laying it all out here. If you took the time to listen in, it's my obligation and duty to be totally honest with you. So today's conversation comes from that vein. It comes from a place of complete honesty, complete vulnerability, and a complete authenticity as to like what I'm thinking right now, what's happening in my head on a regular basis. But I'm not having this conversation alone. I'm being joined by a friend who gets it all too well. Her name is Whitney Lee, and she has been named one of the five most dynamic women leaders ruling the industry in 2022. She's a force in the public relations industry. She founded Socially PR and Digital Media, which is an award-winning agency focused on hospitality, travel products, and services. She has over a decade of experience in strategic storytelling and earning media coverage through social media, PR, email marketing, and more. She's a force. She's a doer. She's a taskmaster. She's a dreamer. And today we're going to be talking about the struggles, sacrifices, joy, and freedom of being a high performer. She and I connected recently about this. We were in a similar space. And when I had her booked on this podcast, I thought initially we would talk about all things marketing and PR. And I changed my mind and said, let's have an honest conversation about where we're at. So let's jump into this one. Whitney, welcome. Thank you for having me on the show. Of course. So I had this like grand plan when we scheduled this. We're going to talk about marketing. We're talking about PR. We're going to talk about all of these things. And then I woke up today. I'm like, no, we're not. We're going to talk about <laughs> the the struggle, the sacrifice, the joy, the freedom, the good stuff, the bad stuff, the ugly stuff of being high achieving, of being an entrepreneur, of being a business owner, and, and kind of like just stripping it all away of like how hard it is sometimes and the rest that's required and the rest maybe that you don't get. So let's just kick it off by like where you and I had an exchange of like kind of, and I was like, oh, I can't do this thing that we talked about doing because I'm going to have a breakdown and I don't want to, like I want to enjoy some of this year. Um, and you kind of responded with the same feeling. So like, where are you? You're you're a high performer. You, ha- you run a business. You do all the things. Like you're a go-getter. Like where are you mentally right now? Oh my gosh. <clears throat> so we're going into a new year and usually going into a new year, I have all of my goals for the year, like written out and they're very tactical goals. Yeah. Like 
you know, um, earn this much, get yeah. this many new clients, do this, do that. I came into this year and honestly, it all just happened so fast that like, I didn't even make goals for this year. Yeah. Like I, I didn't even have time for that. I've gotten to where I feel like my days are so incredibly short that it's like forcing me to figure out what I'm going to allow into my life and what I'm going to have to say goodbye to. And you know what's crazy is that I already said goodbye to so many things last year. And now I'm like, okay, I should be, I should feel more freedom than I do right now, but I don't, I still feel like there's so much in my life that I don't have time for anything. Do you find that when you say goodbye to things and you make space, you just fill it up with other shit? Cause that's what I do. Yeah, basically. But I, I tell myself that the other stuff is is more important than what yeah. I let go because it's going to do this or that, you know. Um, but I've gotten to where, like, I thought I was really good at time management, but it's kind of like watching what you eat. You, you know, you can't just do it one day and then you're set. Like, it's a forever life of being mindful of what you put in your body. Same thing. It's like, a life of forever being mindful of who you say yes to and no to. Mm. It is a practice because I said going into 2023, I'm going to keep my calendar mostly clear so that I have all of this wide open space to do the things that I want to do, to create, to write, to do all this. And guess what? This week is jammed packed. It's like jammed. And I'm like, why did I say yes to these things? And I'm like, well, I have to say yes. I can't say no to that. Like, this is an opportunity. And it's like, what am I doing? And so like, do you find that you just get on like this, this, cause you're, you're like, you're very much like me. I think like you're in that masculine energy, your strategy, your tactical, and it's really hard to remove yourself from that and just sit back and let things happen and have the faith that they're just going to flow and it's all going to work out. Like, is that, is, do, do you, can, do, does that resonate with you? Are you kind of the same way? Totally. <clears throat> flow is like my hardest thing. I'm a person that I've always gotten, when I want something, I go after it and I get it. And so that has taught my brain of anything you want in life, you got to go get it. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't just come to you, which I'm trying to retrain that thought of like, sometimes you plant seeds and things do just come to you. You know, the right thing is always going to just come to you. But I'm also such a, uh, maybe it's like an impatience of like when I want something and I figure out what it is, like I pedal to the metal and I go for it. And again, that's like, it, it taught me that that's how things work. But yeah, I have a really serious um, problem with flow, flow and relaxing. Like even on the weekends, on a Friday, I start making a weekend list of like, things I need to do. And it's not work related. Sometimes it's like must do laundry, grocery, go pick this out, order a new rug. And I fill up my whole weekend with all this personal stuff. I, I love a good list. I am so guilty of the list. I'm like, I make the list just to cross things off the list. It's like, it's stupid sometimes. It's, a drug. <laughs> it's literally like a form of a drug because then you're telling yourself, I am making things happen. I am moving forward. Um, I ended up, you know, when I finished undergrad, I was 21 years old, just the way my birthday fell. I was really young. 
Um, I graduated high school at 17, college at 21. And I ended up getting a master's degree because I had this internal struggle that was like, I'm not achieving anything anymore. Like I, that was my last, you know, I finished college and then I was, it was time to get a job. But then I was like, it was 2008. So like everybody was struggling to get a job. The economy was garbage. And I had this, like, I'm not achieving anything anymore. And so I just got, I just signed up for grad school for that reason. I didn't know what else to do with my life and Mm. I needed to achieve something. Hmm. I wonder, like, I wonder if you get to the root of that because I'm the same way. Like, you know, there's a therapist out there that can probably uncover (laughs) what those issues are (laughs) for us. Yeah. And I mean, some people say it's like a, um, we find our value in what we produce or what we make happen. Um, and maybe not for other people, you know, a lot of people say yes to other people because they're a people pleaser. I don't have that problem. I I have no problem telling somebody no. And if they get hurt about it, uh, they just have to know, hey, I, I, um, and I give them an honest reason of like, hey, I would love to, but honestly, I've got too much on my plate. Like, that is very easy for me. My mom, not so much. Growing up, my mom, you know, my mom, I would hear my dad tell my mom all the time, like, you have to learn to tell people no. And she's like, well, I just couldn't. Mm. No, not me. I can. I can tell people no all day long. But the problem is, I like to be involved in everything. I'm just one of those people, like, it sounds fun. I want to be involved in this. And, you know, in high school, I was in every club and on like six different sport teams. And I was uh, cheerleader in clubs and, uh, you know, like, I just enjoy being involved in things. And so it comes from a place of like, it doesn't come from the people pleasing place. It comes from a, I want to be involved in everything place. Are you an extrovert? You are, right? I would definitely, okay. People define me as an extrovert Mm. for sure. uh, And I am definitely not shy. Um, The older I get, I am less extroverted than I used to Mm. be. I'm 36 now. Um, I am definitely less extroverted than I used to be. Um, But out of the two, I'd probably say... I'm, I'm definitely more extroverted than introverted. Yeah, I would I would say that you're extroverted. Like I'm very much introverted. I'm not shy either, but it's like, and I think it's just interesting because I think people think like high performers or high achievers are always extroverted or always like seeking having people around. And I don't think that's it. It's not the surrounding yourself with people. It's surrounding yourself with accomplishments and like mm-hmm. keep continuing to move the ladder. So like, as you look at 2023 and you think about this year ahead of you, does the thought of having a repeat of 2022, like excite you? You're like, hell yeah, we crushed this. Or does it like scare you where you're like, I'm going to be so burnt out at the end of the year? No, 2022 is a great year. Honestly, like if we could replicate that, but grow further, it'd be great. Like I did so many things in business that set me up. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting to me that so much things happen in a, such a short little time. Like I fully handed over my finances to a financial agency that oversees all of that. Um, I mean, everything from a bookkeeping standpoint, like this is the first year I didn't do my own books. So just handing off that was huge. I hired a number two in my agency, which has literally changed my life. Um, so, uh, so many, and we doubled in revenue, like so many great things. I bought a house, I moved to a new city, like a lot happened in one year that was really, really great. 
So honestly, like, I mean, I didn't leave the year feeling burned out. I just, I guess, went into this year of like, again, I think this is the first time that I'm not trying to control this year of like, here are the things that must happen in 2023. I honestly didn't have the time to to think that hard about it. It just like (laughs) happened and here we are, you know? Um, So I don't know, maybe this is like a good, I keep guilting myself mentally of like, I should sit down and write my goals for this year. Mm Because I do think verbalizing what you want, you know, getting it on paper, there is power in that. I don't know. I guess this, this year I'm trying to go into it with just less control. Hmm. Have you made sacrifices to get where you are? Oh, 100%. I, I mean, I'm 36 years old. I'm not married. I have no children. So I, I definitely feel like, you know, I sacrificed some of those things in order to have what I have, which I'm not going to say is a great thing. I was married in my 20s, and um, I definitely think my business, I started the business I left my corporate job at 26, um, and that, which is right after him and I got married, um, like a year after. Um, and I definitely think that my business played a role in getting a divorce. Um, I don't, it definitely wasn't the sole factor, um, but it, it played a role. That's for sure. Hindsight. Uh, I mean, again, I, I think him and I um, needed to go separate ways. Gr- wonderful person and everything, but like, I think we're, you know, we, we weren't each other's like person. Um, so I, that specifically, um, has definitely played a role. Um, I mean, I, I think I've sacrificed, gosh, I, I mean, I don't even know. I, I guess looking back now, I, you, you don't know what you don't know, you know, yeah. but I see all my friends and it's hard sometimes to see all my friends that have three kids and, and those kind of things. And I'm like, hmm, I could have had that. I could have had that. But also then they look at me and they're like, wow, look at all your freedom. This message is for the dreamers, doers, and goal getters out there. The She Who Wins Summit, a live event experience, is coming to Connecticut on April 28th and 29th, 2023. It's time to supercharge your soul so you can show up even more powerfully in your life, in your relationships, and in your business and career. Learn more at shewhowins.com. What's interesting is when you talked about like your business factoring into the breakup, I actually was just doing some research into this and entrepreneurs actually have an increased divorce rate. And when you start to like dig into why it makes perfect sense, because often the business comes first before the relationship. And if the other person doesn't get it, then they're going to constantly feel like they're being like, they're not getting enough of you. And when you have two business owners, you know, there might be some understanding of what it takes. But when you have one person who just doesn't live in that space, like they're not, they're not going to understand that the stress, the things that keep you up, that you can't just turn it off at night. And it's so interesting that, you know, that, that you said that, because I think, I mean, it's statistically, it's, the numbers show that that's exactly what's happening as well as like higher education, MBAs, things, you know, things like that um, is, is the rates are higher too, which I thought was just fascinating. And it makes total sense. Wow. That is, that surprised me about the higher education, but I guess, I mean, uh, being back in school is tough. 
I literally, it's so funny that you say this because I literally had this conversation with a man yesterday um, and we were talking about him and his ex splitting and I was just like, so what happened with y'all? Like, uh, he's a friend and, um, and, and he said that he was like, yeah, like a, an entrepreneur dating someone else, like it, someone once told me this little phrase and this was actually about being in a sorority, but it applies it here too. From the outside looking in, you can't understand it. And from the inside looking out, you can't explain it. Mm. To someone Mm. who's not an entrepreneur or not in a sorority, you can't explain that to somebody like, and an outside looking in, they're just not going to get it. So, uh, but also, I mean, I think two entrepreneurs together could be dangerous because then you've got double commitment and double risk and you know, those could ebb and flow at different times. So I I always say to Jay, I'm like, there's, there can only be one of me in our relationship. Like if there was, if I would like, if there were two of us, if he was like me, I'm like, this would never work. Like I need someone to ground me and to like, bring me back to reality and to be like, Hey, (laughs) like I need that because otherwise like I would just get lost in it. I need somebody who brings more fun into my life. Yeah. And that's so sad because I'm, I I, literally, I always say, I'm like, when did I become such a serious person? (sighs) Like my life right now consists of work. I go to the gym and work out fitness and my body and my health is very important to me. Um, Work, work out, eat, friendships. And that's yeah. literally all that my life consists of. And yet I feel like I'm living in a tornado, you know? I know. I have fun on my vision board that I created. I'm like, I had to actually put it on there so I could see that word every single day so I would remember. Because don't you feel like, though, like some of what you do, some of all of that tornado that you're in is fun? It's fun for me because I get a high off of achievement. Yeah. And I am not a three on the Enneagram for everybody. I feel like everybody's <laughs> like, they're probably listening to this. Like, oh, this chick is such a three. Um, I am not a three on the Enneagram, but it was my second number. But it is, it's like a drug to me. It's just fun. Like, yeah, I feel like life, I, I do. I feel the clock ticking in life, not just being a woman and like having a baby in that sense. I feel the, life, the clock ticking in life every day. It's like mm. so loud in my ear that I, I just keep moving forward and I don't, I don't really want to put on the brake to be honest, but if I, you know, know. COVID forced it and I actually enjoyed it. Oh, me too. My life. Yeah. My life did slow down significantly after COVID, but it's just busy in a different way now. I've been driving all over town and you know, I pre COVID, I was driving all over the state, going to court, doing all of like the busyness there. And then when I stopped actually taking clients myself and started doing different things and the podcast and all this other stuff, it was like a slow buildup. I'm like, Ooh, I like this. It's fun. And then all of a sudden it was like straight uphill. And I was like, Whoa, I just filled, I just created another job for myself. Like I created something that was supposed to be fun and now it's, it's work again. So I'm at that point of like figuring out how do you balance that like do you think that balance exists i think that's a weird word no i think priorities exist 
and you you can only have so many because again there's so many hours in the day so it's like you've got to figure out what your priorities are and just guard your time of everything else yeah yeah what about the freedom so you're a business owner and part of wanting everyone who wants to be own their own business is like they want the freedom like do you think that you have more freedom or less freedom owning your own business uh definitely more freedom um because we can take on as many clients as we want but um in a way you know it was really hard when i first started the business and it was just me and then one employee actually created more work um, then two employees created a little more work, but it was almost like when I got to that third employee that we became like a little machine. Yeah. And then I finally was able to like st- start stepping back a little bit more. So I will say probably when I hit about 33, maybe three years ago, right before COVID is when I finally started to be able to at least internally feel like I had a control on my life rather than the business running me. I finally got in this space of where I was like, no, I'm running this business. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. So, all right. Talk to me about the, you know, we talk about the struggle. We talk about like the hardship, but what about the joy of, of being a high achiever by being goal oriented about, by being like, because anyone who's listening to this who doesn't understand what we're talking about is going to be like, well, why the hell are you doing it? But then there are people out there that are probably listening, but like, yeah, I'm exactly like that. And I think that, you know, there's 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 an element of joy to all of that and to creating. And like you work very much in a creative space too. So like what joy has being an entrepreneur brought you? You know, that sounds cheesy because people ask you as an entrepreneur, what's your why? Why are you doing this? And I don't, like I said, I don't have children. I don't have, I mean, honestly, part of my why is to make my family proud of me, my parents, Mm -hmm. you know, um, because that's important to me. But I legitimately, one of my whys is that I find joy in helping other people make money. Like that's what we do. Mm -hmm. We're a PR agency. We're a, a marketing agency. So our job is to help drive business for other people. And it's kind of addicting, you know, like when we do something for them and it works and to see them light up of like, Oh my God, I've been trying this for years. And like, we, it finally took off and you got us this, or we got so many leads or the place was packed and the reservations were full or whatever the case may be. Like I sincerely get joy out of that. And I don't get a bonus if they do well. We we make what we make. But it's just the 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 fact of like, oh my gosh, we legit help them. So I find more joy in that. I also get a lot of joy out of having a team. You know, having employees can be really challenging. Um, but I love my team members so much. I I'm the baby of the family. And um, I used to beg my parents for a little brother or sister. I didn't, I didn't know that like my mom got her tubes tied the day I was born. So <laughs> she had enough. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't even really supposed to be here, but I, I guess I was a, a winner from day one, but I begged them for a little brother or sister, never got one. So this almost in a way feels that way to me to have uh, my team is all female right now. I'd love to have a man on the team, but there's not that many dudes in PR and marketing. 
Um, but I almost feel that way. Like I really get in, I get joy out of helping them learn something and then watch them succeed at it. Like that's very, very fun and addicting to me. Like it's almost mm. like I have a little, it's like they work for me, but I'm also mentoring them at the same time. And for some reason that makes me feel like I'm helping somebody's life, you know, like I'm, I'm helping better their life or grow their career, you know? It's, I mean, what I hear you saying is it's service. You like helping your clients from a place of service and service to your employees as well. Mm-hmm. My Which, love language I mean, is back to service. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, all right. So what tips then? What tips do you have? Let's let's take this from, from the perspective of someone who feels totally overwhelmed um, and feels like they don't have the time to get it all done or start their business that they've always dreamed of starting. Like what tips do you have for anyone out there who's listening and says, you know what, I like, I, I want to do all of the things too. I want to be in your position where I have employees. Like what do you do to get started? Gosh, I'm a big believer in systems um, of like, and, and that'll set you up for success when you do have employees of standardizing what you offer, what you do, and figuring out who needs it. You know, like boil it down. There's so many things you can be doing. I, I did a workshop today about taking the APR exam, it's accreditation in public relations. And there's so many like documents you should read and da 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 da. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Hey, everybody listening. To pass this test, do this, do this, do this. Step one, two, three. That's what you need to do. So I think just breaking through all the noise and figuring out what are the basics that you need. Because you can spend all this time doing tasks and never really moving forward in any way. So you have to figure out like, what are the things that actually like make something happen versus all this little busy work that you're over here doing that is satisfying your brain, but it's not actually moving the needle forward. So I would say you have to just start and figure out the basics. Don't try to do it all at first. Um, Just get out there and start And you will learn, I mean, there's so many clients that I've had that we learned lessons the hard way, you know, Uh, and I learned how to negotiate and I learned how by just doing it and failing, you know, and, and that's how, you know, the process gets refined over the years. But, you know, I think if, if you really want something, you've got to write down every step that is required to do that. And just work backwards and, and give yourself realistic to say like, okay, this week I'm going to achieve step one. And yeah. The next step, I'm going to give myself two weeks on that. And you just, I don't know, it's, it's self-accountability, you know? Yeah. How long did it take you from when you opened up shop to where you are today? Uh, well, okay. So when I first um, left corporate world for about two years, I worked alongside with another girl who had started doing consultant work. Um, but when her and I split off and I actually went on my own, um, which started me back at zero, um, with no clients or anything, that was 2015. So, um, right at seven or eight years. Um, so for the first two years, maybe one year I was by myself, then 
year two, I brought on one girl. Um, by 2019, I had two girls. And really, it's only been within the last two years that we grew so significantly to where we are now. Like, now we're a team of eight. So, How, how did you get over the fear of starting it without having any clients, without having any revenue coming in? I actually think it was the fear that made me get my ass up and do something because I had nothing to fall back on. I had just split off from that girl. So I was kind of in a work divorce moment. I just split from my husband. So I was literally living off my savings account. Thankfully, I had that. Um, But it was the fear that actually made me get up and move forward. Because I was like, I will run out of money. And my only option at 20, I guess I was 28 years old, 20, 28. I was like, I could move back in with my parents, but uh, not doing that. <laughs> you know, so I, honestly, I think the fear is what pushed me forward. Yeah. You know? I, you know what? It's it's so interesting because often it, and it's just coincidental that you were getting divorced at the same time but it's like that when you're in that lowest moment and you have no choice but to drive forward and make it work like you have to figure it out and I mean I was kind of in the same situation I started my firm got divorced a year later we start it was me you know I was working on a folding table like we didn't have I had a few clients and it was like I have to make this work because I don't have any other options and it's funny Mm -hmm. like what happens when you're kind of backed into a corner and like when it when it's immediate and you don't have all the time in the world to map it out and create the plan like when you when it's go time like i almost feel like people are far better off when they're in that situation because they have to figure it out and they don't have the luxury of time yeah think about like the single moms out there that like they don't have anything but they have these little mouths to feed and they freaking make it happen yeah and you know what i did have options i could have just gone and gotten uh a regular job working for another company. I have a master's degree. I I had tons of connections in that city. Like I could have easily gone and gotten another job, but for some reason, my brain did not even present that as an option. I was just like, yeah, no, that's not me. That's that's never going to be me again. And it's not, it's not going to ever be me. I could, I could probably go do that. I I could go do that now easily. Um, But no, It's just like, once you have your mind made up that like, this is who you are in the direction you're going, you, you, there's no turning back, you know? Yeah. So you have, you, you built a successful business. And I think that that's like the takeaway is that it doesn't just happen. Like someone can look at you and say, well, she has a successful PR and marketing agency. Well, it took time. There was years, there was learning, there was, there was failures, there was firing people, hiring people, the growth, the losing clients, gaining clients. Like it, it takes time and just having patience to get you to that point. You know, people don't just start a business and they wake up and they're at seven figures. Like it's years to get to that point. So I I listened to a speaker that was talking about like, you know, we want that immediate success, but like, you're not ready for that. You know, if I would have at 28, all of a sudden, poof, had a million dollars in business and had eight employees, 28 year old Whitney was not prepared for that. Okay. I had to, I know it sounds cheesy and so basic. I had to go through all that stuff to be able to get to the point where I was ready for eight employees, you know? 
Like totally. it, you wouldn't, I would have dropped the ball and screwed it all up so badly if I would have been handed all that at the time. Like I'm a very spiritual person. I believe that like God is spoon feeding me, mm. and, you know, I'm going to get all the food I need. He's just spoon feeding me at the rate that he determines is what I need, you know? Yeah. I totally, totally agree with that. So we're wrapping it up here. You are joining us at the She Who Wins Summit on April 28th and 29th. You are one of the entrepreneur speakers. You're going to be leading us and guiding us on Friday, helping other women build their business, scale their business, grow their business so they don't make the mistakes that we both made in ours. Um, And we're kind of pulling the curtain back on everything that we've done and, and to help other women. So I'm so excited to have you with us. You offer yeah, so much absolutely. value. Yeah. And I'm excited. I mean, on Friday, we're going to talk all about, you know, that's for all the women that are, you know, entrepreneurs really like wanting to grow their business. So we're going to talk PR specifically um, and also some other marketing strategies of like, my biggest thing is like, how do you um, become, how do you position yourself as the expert? You know, yeah. when people think of something, and they need someone to do that. How do we make them think that uh, immediately think of you? Like, oh yeah, that's Whitney. Oh, you need help with PR? That's Whitney. How do you do that? So we'll talk all about that on Friday. I'm super pumped and I'm so excited to see like what kind of women and businesses. I've worked with all kinds of industries. So I'm like super jazzed to see, you know, could be a, um, a, you know, a medical professional or it could be a life coach. It could be, you know, whatever, but the whole goal is to position you and your business as the expert. Yeah. So if you're an entrepreneur and you listen to this and you got this far, join us on April 28th. That is going to be an intimate, smaller group. We're going to be focused on business strategy where you have takeaways that you can implement in your business immediately. And then on the 29th, it's all about the motivation, the inspiration, the high vibes, um, where we're bringing a big group together. We have some surprises up our sleeve. So go to shewhowins.com and join us. So Whitney, one final question for you. Well, actually two. First, is how do we find you and connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so if you want to connect with me personally, um, the main place is to find me Instagram. Uh, my name is the Whitney Lee, L E E, or you can find me on LinkedIn, just Whitney Lee. Um, and then the agency is True Story Public Relations. So you can find us on all the social platforms, True Story PR, um, or our website is TrueStoryPR.co, not .com, just .co. And my final question I ask everyone is, what does winning mean to you? Oh, gosh. What does winning mean to me? Um, I feel like it's being proud of yourself. You know, I, I always say you don't have any, you don't have to prove anything to anyone except for yourself. So at the end of the day, if you feel proud of what you've done or what you haven't done or what you've said no to, if you feel proud of yourself at the end of the day, then I feel like that's the one. Awesome. Thank you for being here. We'll see you in a couple months. Yeah, looking forward to it. That's a wrap. Please subscribe to the She Who Wins podcast so you'll be the first to know about every new episode that drops. Until next time, and remember, she who moves forward fiercely is she who wins.